0: Welcome back to the Eterna podcast. We're returning now to our side story of Taraxian Nights. If you don't remember, last time on Taraxian Nights, Adira and Kumiho had saved the small village of Alton from another attack from the Red Beasts. Beyond that, they had supplied the town with high quality and magical gear thanks to Taraxis. Now we find them heading south. On their way back to Starlight. And thank you for listening. Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling. Your friends close. Your monsters closer. And don't let the old gods bite. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production, a dark fantasy Pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. I would like to thank the patrons that make this possible. Brian Bridges, Brian Rafe, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Tim Demuse, Undead Fish, and Wesley Sullivan. Stay tuned after our tale to hear what these glorious people have in the works. But for now, let us listen. Okay, so last time on Dungeon Ball Z, uh, y'all had come to a little town and helped to arm and armor it against an invasion of these crimson creatures, some of which you fought, including an an ogre version of said creatures uh, before moving on. Adira having made a deal with Taraxas to supply
1: Daddy Taraxas. thank you very
0: much. Made a deal with Daddy Taraxas, to supply this town with armaments uh, for the low, low price of getting Kumiho marked. So, that went out of the way with without much fuss really. And Cause
1: Kumiho ain't a bitch.
0: Correct. Kumiho ain't no bitch. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Kumiho and Adira uh, moved along, making their way through the Camerwood and eventually began to turn south back towards Starlight. Uh, they skipped taking a short detour to go to a small town by the name of Turg, uh, opting instead to save time and head straight on to Starlight.
1: And how many days of travel is this
0: that we're... It's been about three days since you left uh, the small that small village. So <laughs> y'all, I, I'm gonna say y'all have uh, just passed uh, the turnoff point for Turg. Uh, you're heading south. And Starlight is a couple of days journey away in case y'all want to do anything along the way, talk or act or um, play patty cake, I don't care.
1: you want to play patty cake, Don?
0: Yeah, I'll play patty cake with you. I'd be honored.
1: All right, cool. Yeah, we're going to play patty cake.
0: Uh, you're racked with terrible visions. Uh, they don't really affect you, though.
1: I have my gloves on. <laughs> We have to do something to pass the time. It's a long journey.
2: Three days of patty cake, Kumiho's hands have gotten to be a little chapped.
1: <laughs> oh, this is uh, great, because y'all know what Robin's going to do with this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh,
2: yeah, I, I think uh, during the three <laughs> days, though, uh, when not playing patty cake, he will uh, revert to his fox form and sometimes go out and sniff around. Um, get a kind of... And, uh, if 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 I may retcon a little bit, maybe to get the scent of those red things
0: a little better. Uh, sure. Uh, they do they do smell uh a bit distinct. Like the ogre one smells different from the goblin ones.
2: Okay, so just to be clear, though, this is just a difference between ogres and.
1: Okay, let let me try to translate into Sean. Yeah, Sean. What Don is asking is, if when a creature, if the red creatures themselves have a distinct smell, so that when they take over another creature, that smell is now on the new creature.
2: Yes, and if and if I'm out foraging, you know, sniffing around like, you know, uh, survival checks or whatever, and I'm sniffing around like, oh, there's been red monsters through here, sort of thing. Is that better um
0: go ahead and roll me a percentile dice to see if you've ever smelled a goblin or an ogre sure <laughs>
2: oh god damn that's the second game today i've lost the d10 be right back oh uh double zero five
0: is that just five yeah okay so, uh we're we're gonna go with the no <laughs> there uh, like you know what these ones smell like, but you don't know if it's distinct from like goblins and ogres and of themselves.
2: okay, fair enough, and I will drop it there.
1: So if <laughs> okay. if you can scent, does that mean that you can like hunt us up food and stuff if we need it?
2: Uh, I believe so yeah, in my fox form, yeah, I'm just as deadly as a fox, correct.
0: You're more deadly than your average fox if I'm not mistaken. Cool. So yeah here, we can you,
1: you can keep us in rabbit stew and shit.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely hunt and uh so
2: we can save our rations for uh, emergency use only sort of thing.
0: Go ahead and uh, give me just just for the entire span of time, go ahead and give me a survival check, kumihō. Oh, 18. No, no, 19. Okay, so yeah, you uh you are able to easily acquire enough food to keep you all in food during the journey. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That is not a very hard role to do, actually.
1: And I suppose um, we sleep in his little magic house at night.
0: Absolutely. Yep.
1: Because it's safe
0: there. All of your nice little uh, attendants and whatnot. Uh, oh
1: man, Adair would be so at home.
0: <laughs> Where was that again. Inventory.
1: King's arms. Bolt key. Adair is just like, yes, this is the way I'm supposed to live, people. How long
2: were you traveling with the other crew?
1: Ah, forever.
2: So after all that, now you're living in a relative luxury.
1: Yeah.
0: Calling your own shots. This is what she's used to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the wonderful thing is, unless they do it in the safe, if the horses come in and poop on the floor, it's gone the next time you open it.
2: I feel like Sweet Feet would be a little better
1: trained than that. My horse is dismissible. But uh, yeah, uh, on the ground floor, if one of the sitting rooms has just been turned into a room for sweet pea. Mm-hmm.
2: Basically, it's uh, it's uh, this universe's little Sebastian.
0: <laughs> With that, you move in relative safety across uh, across things, only traveling during the day and resting literally somewhere your enemies can't get you. Mm-hmm. And so, y'all will make it to Starlight with no real, uh, no real issue whatsoever. This will be several days later, but... <clears throat> um, uh, you will arrive at the northern gate of the city. Kumiho, this is your first time seeing Starlight in its uh, destroyed state. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of the buildings which once stood tall are cracked, crumbled, broken, knocked over, and lying in ruin. The streets themselves are empty. There is no bustling to speak of. Carts and buildings like broken amid the, amid the streets, making uh, traversal, uh, a less simple task than one would have expected of such a big city.
2: Um, on the way in from this direction, did uh, we run into any sort of signs warning people to stay away maybe?
0: Uh, coming in from the north, no.
2: Feel like, uh, a certain someone suggested signs be put up?
0: They went out a different gate. Damn it, okay. Smart. (laughs) (laughs) So you come in through the north side of the city and you see not a soul around. What are y'all going to be doing?
1: I think Adira would, uh, kind of lead him back, uh, to Clint's place because the first thing she's going to do is check to see if he's been there, if he got the note. All right.
2: And um, going through these streets following Adira, uh, Kumiho's gone deathly quiet, just um, in shock and a little bit of horror at the destruction. Adira, this, you've been here before. This is, this is madness.
1: It's, it's pretty bad. Uh, Just keep, keep an eye out because, uh, the people that were here that were still alive were infected with, with some weird disease that seemed to link their minds, so if one sees us, they all know where we're at.
2: Okay, uh, at this, Kumiho's going to draw out his double comma and uh, kind of give it a heft and um, not swing it around like a, like an idiot, but just kind of like give it a heft and make sure he's got some breathing room as far as uh, swinging it from atop the horse if he has to.
0: Alright, so... Uh... You lot, go ahead and make me a perception check. Should sweet feet as well? Nah. Okay.
1: A 22. Eight.
0: Okay, so Adira, you would notice as you're trying to traverse the city, trying to get back to the museum, ahead on the road, there seems to be a path that has been cleared somewhat, both of small amounts of rubble, uh, nothing heavy. It doesn't look like anything heavy was there, but things that would certainly inhibit a cart, uh, a, a, a body, and s- some pieces of brick and masonry uh, that have been obviously piled at the side of the street around a corner coming up. And it is among okay. the path you were following to get to the uh, museum.
1: I'm going to uh, uh, dismiss my horse. Okay. And I'm going to summon my eagles and send them up to kind of keep an eye on things from above, since they see far better than I do.
0: Alright, so... So
1: that they can alert if they see something.
0: Alright, so go ahead and roll me a d4. Cool. Uh, Three. Alright, so three eagles uh, appear uh, flying out of these um, these shimmering pale blue flames and they they fly up and alight upon the peaks of broken buildings and they seem to be keeping an eye out uh, not alert to anything Kumiko
2: is just going to go over and say
1: Atira, tell me what do your eagle eyes see? <laughs> well if they see anything they will make a ruckus and we will know something is there
2: Okay, and at this, uh, uh, Kumiho has dismounted as well as leading Sweet Feet along. Uh, or not Not even leading, just uh, walking, having uh, Sweet Feet follow close behind. And he's got his uh, double comma out, just eyes, head on a swivel right now.
0: Okay.
1: And we will keep progressing forward with uh, the Eagles stayed just ahead of us to, to watch for stuff.
0: All right. So you progress forward, the Eagles will fly from rooftop to rooftop as you do uh, at a certain point. I feel like one of them kind of stays a little bit closer to you just to keep an eye on your flank. Right. But uh, the other two go ahead. So I'll roll for them. Those are both very good rolls. They get plus 10, correct? Yes. Whoa. So uh, the two eagles ahead will signal uh, that there is something.
1: All right. So uh,
0: shield out. So, you make your way forward. Go ahead and give me stealth checks. <laughs> oh,
2: nice. 18 for uh, Kumiho. Do I need one for Sweet Feet? Uh, yeah, go ahead and give me one for Sweet Feet. Uh, what kind of a bonus would a, a, a draft horse get? Um, <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's a four plus whatever, so...
0: Uh, so it, it's, it's probably just a four because I think it's got like a dex of two but it's, or actually it's probably two because I think it gets minus four to stealth mm-hmm. for being large, okay. So- yeah, uh and I
1: got an 11, so I'm I'm not really stealthing either.
0: All right, go ahead and give me perceptions.
1: Nat 20, Nice, Nat
0: 11 for Kumiho. All right, so uh, Kumiho, you will notice a couple of figures. Uh, both of you will notice a little bit of sound Uh, some talking, a language you don't understand. So, uh, Adira, however, notices, uh, three figures, uh, sneaking away, uh, into the rubble nearby, uh, flanking either side of the street. Uh, go ahead and roll me a religion check if you've got it. I do not have religion. All right, then you don't get to make a check. You see three figures skulking away towards the flanking rebels
1: can i tell if they're like it what can i tell like what race they are
0: uh they are humanoid in figure but other than that uh they are being very sneaky so
2: and she was the only one that saw these correct
0: uh you saw two figures moving but it was just vague
2: okay so i couldn't do a religion check
0: uh Once you get a little further in, you might be able to. Okay. But to you, it just looked like people, like, running (laughs) away from an area. Okay. And you would be aware that something was said between them before they started spreading apart. What are y'all going to do?
1: Uh, I think I'm just going to keep moving forward. I mean, like, unless something is actually threatening her, she's not going to pick a
0: fight. All right. So you continue forward go ahead and give me another perception check about 20 feet up.
1: I didn't roll quite as well this time, so 15.
0: Seven. Alright, so with your 15, you would notice a figure uh, who has perched themselves uh, kind of hiding behind some of the rubble on the right side of the street peeking over uh, as if getting ready to uh leap or pounce yeah they're
1: fixing to try to ambush me
0: yeah you just see the one
1: i uh i would advise against it dude
0: (laughs) they lower back down behind the wall or behind the road yeah i
1: already know you're there that doesn't help your case any
0: okay uh roll me initiative okay uh nine for kumiho 15. Uh, is Adira going to do anything uh, during this surprise round? Know, um, she's speaking. going
1: to instruct her eagles okay. to come down and hover, because you said we saw three people. I mm-hmm. want them to hover above each
0: person. like Stay <laughs> okay. on,
1: stay out of reach, but stay on them, basically, you know?
0: Okay. And they've all rolled high enough to see, and they all have to make fly checks. Okay, so uh, two seriously jeez okay so one of them uh the one over the one that you've seen goes down and it, it hover flaps uh pretty well the other two kind of go over to the left side and they flap around the general area but they are like they're still like gliding and turning and right whatnot, that's, that's
1: that's cool that just gives us an idea where these people are so they can't come up behind us without us knowing
0: right uh if you're not gonna do anything else
1: no, she's, she's not going to attack
0: first. Okay. All right. So there's... Uh, what is your touch, AC? Mine? Yes. 10. All right. So uh, a <clears throat> something is hucked out at you from behind the thing. Uh, go ahead and make me a reflex save. That would be a 19. All right. So you're able to kind of just step step out of the way as an alchemist fire comes down next to you and uh, bursts, but you take no damage.
1: <sighs> Kumiho, I'm afraid they're going to insist on a fight. I'm fine with this. We've been on the road for so many
2: days I could use the exertion.
0: Uh, Kumiho, go ahead and make me a perception check. Okay. <laughs> Four. Switching to physical dice. You didn't get a good look at the thing that threw the bomb. You know where it is. um, Mm -hmm. You just didn't get a good look at it. Okay. Um, There is a patch of fire right next to where Adira is standing. Uh, It it won't burn for really long, but it it will be on fire for a minute. So it's giving you some extra light. Okay. Uh, Uh, This is a surprise round, so you get one action. Okay. How far away are they from me? Uh, if you were behind Adira there and giving her space enough for your weapon to not hit her, they're probably about 20 feet away laterally, and then vertically probably another uh, 10 to 15, depending on which side.
2: Okay, uh, I'd like to cast a spell. Okay. Challenge evil.
0: Okay. What does that do? Uh,
2: I challenge an evil creature to bring the fight to you or suffer the consequences. I gain a plus two sacred bonus on all melee attacks, and I was going to uh, like do a little speech you brigands you looters you opportunists bring your fight to me and I will show you the swift justice of abadar
0: uh okay so will save negates okay or that's um that's against the one that you know where it's at. Mm-hmm. uh will save uh I don't think a nine is gonna pass so nope. uh, they are affected. Okay. And so you get bonuses to hit them?
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, is there a sacred bonus? Is that a thing I should uh, declare? It's a plus two sacred bonus on melee attacks against the subject.
0: As long as you know that it's not going to stack with another sacred bonus, that's all you need to know. Okay.
2: Okay. And then at the end of their turn, if the target has not made one attack on me, it's become, it's become it becomes sickened. So I guess it's compelled to come towards me and attack me.
0: Or suffer the consequences. They could suffer the consequences. Please suffer the consequences and become sickened. <laughs> you're 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 gonna learn something soon and it's gonna be funny. Okay, so uh with that, um Sweetfoot's you're just gonna stay where Sweetfoot is. There's just fire lobs not too far from it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh from over the left side of the road a uh, a figure will emerge uh, from the top of the rubble, uh, something in its hand and huck it uh, at you, Kamiho. Okay. Uh, what is your touch AC? 13. 13, okay, yeah, it definitely hits you then. Okay. Uh, so you take three fire damage and I need you to make a reflex save.
2: Okay. And uh, will this, okay,
0: physical dice from now on. Uh, you take the three fire damage and okay. you catch on fire okay the extended fire damage of the of the thing so you're gonna next turn you're gonna take 2d6 fire damage unless you try and smother yourself in which case you'll just take 1d6 and cease burning okay uh okay uh and then it's going to duck back down but go ahead and make me a perception uh, as it hooks this thing at you That's a little better that's an 11. Alright, so you see when this thing comes out, especially with the firelight burning, uh, that this is not a normal person. Go ahead and roll me your religion check. Oh, I don't actually have anything
2: in it. Never mind. It's just uh,
0: Uh, a double check. You're the paladin without religion. (laughs)
2: Yep. I uh, I played a game this morning with a psychologist that put no ranks in psychology.
0: (laughs) 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 Alright, so... These are not normal-looking folks. Uh, what is? Do you have an intelligence mod? Um, no. Hmm. I do not. Actually, these these can be considered common. Go ahead and roll, and we'll see if you get a uh, six or higher.
2: Uh, of intelligence?
0: Yeah. Eighteen. Okay, so uh, this is a ghoul uh, oh. that has that has popped out. You don't know a hell of a lot about them, but uh, mm-hmm. you know enough to recognize one. Uh, and you can see, like, the more or less fresh, um, rotten gore that kind of is matting its face. You likely walk, walked up on them feeding on corpses,
3: mm. as they tend
0: to do. So... Uh, with that, it is now Adira's turn. Uh, all of these things have uh, basically full cover at the moment as they are they keep ducking right. down behind the but, uh, uh, rubble. Kumiho
1: got hit with fire, yes? Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: he is on fire.
1: So I'm going to uh, let the eagles go. I'm going to summon a
0: water elemental. Alright, oh, nice. that will not come out until next turn, and you can actually get yes, three of them. When it, so,
1: When it comes out, I'm going to have it uh, basically play play fireman for us. If <laughs> any of us get hit by fire, it's their job to use those water and put it out. Alright. Uh, three of them.
0: Alright, <laughs> so you will get three of them, and you can put them more or less where you want within close range uh, when they come out. So that's going to be your turn. Uh, yep. you can five foot if you'd like there's not really anything adjacent to you other than that little flame uh, well
1: if I could move five foot closer to this guy that that's uh, trying to ambush me I will do that
0: okay so you creep a little bit closer and then a another creature this one looks a little bit different uh Kumiho, you can once again give me a uh religion nope or the, it, it's an intelligence check, but uh, okay. this one's going to be eleven, a little bit higher. Okay. Okay, let me just double check, uh, mm-hmm. make sure it's what its CR is. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, you would know this other one that popped up. It's very similar. It looks like a ghoul, but, and it's very similar, but you can see it's more withered and frightening appearance uh, is stronger. It's a more powerful form of a pool known as a ghast. Uh, and it comes out and it's holding a wand, which it will uh, wave forward ahead of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that will succeed at uh, activating it. So uh, a bolt of force flies out at Adira and deals... Two bolts fly out at Adira, sorry. And deal a total of seven damage to you.
1: I remember I have DR2.
0: Uh, this is force damage. The DR doesn't apply to it. Um, that applies to like uh, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. You, you got oh. magic mistled. Screw them. <laughs> uh, so they got through my shield and everything? Fuck them. It's magic missile. It doesn't miss, unless you have shield. The spell. No, uh, it doesn't hit. I have a tower shield.
1: It's supposed to, uh, yeah. But my tower shield is supposed to to help against magic stuff.
0: Yeah, it's it's good. Like if you use it to create cover, and they're blasting lines, rays, or things like that at you. But uh, basically, nothing physical helps against magic missile. Yeah, I hate magic missile. (laughs) <laughs> but uh it, it flicked it around and, and these uh two bolts of magic came out of it uh and hit you. So uh and then it ducks back down uh to where you can't see it. And then the first one uh that comes up um <clears throat> it comes back up and it's like you can hear like clinking like it's fishing around in, like, probably a bag or something, and it pulls out another vial uh, or a flask and hucks it at Kamiho. Okay. And that's your touch AC on the die. Okay. And you take two acid damage. Okay. All right, and uh, the... Persistent damage or the the extra turn of damage from the fire is going to be another three So you take another two and Three damage respectively, okay, and and then he'll squat back down uh, Now you are simply nor plain old on fire Which you can get rid of with a DC 15 reflex sec- check that is a move action which you get I think I think it's like plus five if you stop drop and roll uh, as a full round. So, uh you can do that on your turn, uh which it is. Now.
2: Okay. Um <clears throat>
0: there's a full round. No, if I'm you, going You uh, would have seen this time that that's a ghoul as well.
2: Okay. Uh no, I see the water elementals and I think I'm They're picking not out up yet. Oh, that's right. I don't know any of this. Uh well then I'm going to um good good catch on that. Uh I am going to the one to give me an additional action. Which one's that called? Uh, the amazing initiative. I think. Okay. Um. There's a free action? Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm going to use my uh, mythic ability, uh, amazing initiative, to uh, use a use of my mythic power to get an additional additional standard action. So. Um, what I'm going to do with that uh, that free that that now free one is cast fire belly on myself, so I now have dr five fire. And I want to I want to read this because uh, so uh, a, a magical fire warms my belly. I now have dr five fire. I'm I'm hot to the my my gut is hot to the touch, but uh, not enough to hurt anything. And um, so so now I have this belly of fire in me, and I'm going to. Uh, Run up to the ghoul that I uh challenged. All
0: right, uh, you're going to either have to make a really good acrobatics or you're going to have to climb. So, uh, go ahead uh, and either jump or uh climb, that is your option.
2: I am going to jump. Uh, he is uh, he's he was wounded now, he's got he's he's literally got fire in his gut. Uh, he is gonna uh run and jump so acrobatics alright 15
0: plus 4, 19 okay so 19 uh, divided by 4 is 4, how tall is Kumiho? 5, 10 okay so you leap up and you're able to grab like the ledge of like the wall that's broken Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, go ahead and make me a climb check to see if you can pull yourself up as a as a smooth act like 15. Alright, so yeah, you're able to jump up there and pull yourself up quickly. Now, mm-hmm. when you get up there, uh, this this act of climbing up uh, surprises the ghoul, but uh, it has enough time to react and make an AOO as you pull yourself up. Sure. Um, I don't suppose an 11 hits your AC. Nope. Not okay, this so, paladin. So it uh, it whiffs um, with one of its claws and... Uh, You are up there that will have consumed all of your movement speed despite it uh, Not being quite so much. Okay.
2: No, I understand. Yeah, I made some vertical movement as well So uh, so I now have one more standard. I'm going to uh, I can't do a two-weapon fight attack on this So I'm just gonna slash out with my um... It is
0: directly adjacent to you Uh, There's no need for a reach the little rubble ledge that you're on isn't extraordinarily big, so there's oh, not gotcha. there there's not a lot of space up here.
2: Okay, but I can still just get the one attack.
0: Yeah, you can you can still like just swing at him. There's just okay. no need to go for reach. Okay. All right, twenty-seven to hit. Uh, that that is cool. One. Oh, I crit. Uh, that will no. No, I don't. I crit at eighteen. So yeah, you definitely uh you definitely hit. Go ahead and roll your damage. Minimum damage, six points. All right, well, it is still hurt. Uh, it is now at a. You, you can tell that definitely hurt it. And you do see a bag at its feet full of various flasks. Mm. Um, and it, that's going to be your turn. And it's uh, at so the feet? Is that its feet, it, is what you it, said? It, yeah, it's at its feet. It's like it had the bag out in front of it and was digging shit out and hucking them. Okay. Uh so now it's Sweetfoot's turn. Uh Sweetfoot. Let's, let's <laughs> Sweetfoot's kind of just gonna uh nervously uh move about in the area where it is. Uh the fire ahead of it where uh, the first Alchemist fire fell has kind of gone out. Uh but there's still flickering flames from where you were hit, Kamiho. And so like while it's combat trained it's not like right in the thick of it and there's fire in front of it so it's looking a little nervous but uh not not engaging directly especially since it doesn't have line to an opponent okay so the other ghoul the one on the left side pops up and uh it's just got like a big ass like hunk of brick and it's gonna hook it at uh at adira oh uh, which will probably just clang off your armor and fall to the ground. Uh, and then it will be Adira's turn after it ducks back down.
1: Okay. So is there a way that I can move so I can get line of sight on this thing or no? Uh,
0: you would have to go, like you would have to go around the rubble pile to the back, likely into the building where the rubble kind of like cascades downward, which is likely where they climbed up. And then you probably Okay, yeah, could... she, she's not going through all that trouble. Okay, so my water elementals, all right. They're going to be instructed to be putting out fires as okay. they pop up. Now, you could summon, but, you could choose to place at least one of the elementals on top of the uh, the rubble piles, because you can see that.
1: That's, that's fine. Wherever they need to be to keep fires under control. I'm just, but for me, I'm just going to ready an action so the next time the son of a bitch pops up, <laughs> I can pop him. Okay. With an electric bolt.
0: Nice.
2: And uh, just to clarify how lo- uh, what's the size of these elementals?
0: Uh, they're small. Okay. Elemental.
2: Oh, uh, did the 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 guy that I challenged Evalon did he attack me? Last turn?
0: Uh, he yeah, he hucked the acid at you.
2: Oh, that was him. Okay, then he's
0: not sickened. Uh Not not that Kumiho would know, but these guys can't be sickened.
2: Oh, Don didn't know that either. So I guess that's good. <laughs> I guess it, it makes sense now that, yeah, as soon as I said it. Yeah, ghouls.
0: Okay. All right. So um, you have readied your action. Um, it is now this one's turn. So the ghast pops back up uh, and he's going to flip the wand around again. Uh, this time, nothing will happen and he will curse in some language. Neither of you understand. Uh, and he will uh, uh, disappear behind the rubble again.
2: Uh, at that moment when it popped up, doesn't uh, Adira get her yes. ready to
0: Okay. And the water elemental gets an AOO as well.
1: Okay. So let's see if I can hit this thing's touch. A 17.
0: Uh 17 against touch. Touch, touch, touch. Uh, yes, that will work.
1: So he's taking fifteen electric damage.
0: <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, he looks really fucking hurt. Um, <clears throat> so it's like, ah! and your uh, your water elemental just absolutely whiffs and rolls a one. Um, yeah, that figures. <laughs> so, with that. Uh, it is on to 1's turn. Ghoul 1 is immediately adjacent to you, Kamiho, and mm-hmm. uh, is going to take this opportunity to uh, do his worst. Uh, what is your AC? Um, 18. 18, okay. So uh, it's going to hit you with a claw. Okay. I need you to make a fortitude save. Oh, gross. Damn it. 12. Shouldn't have used the Dang um, dice see what the DC is right quick. I'd be right, surprised if I got it. You are uh, paralyzed, in which oh. case the next one will certainly hit you. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, so... this this These big oofs coming at you, man. Uh, and then, uh, because you were paralyzed, it would have missed otherwise, but uh, because you are now paralyzed, its bite attack does hit. Mm-hmm. And I need you to make another... Uh another fortitude save.
2: Okay. Fortitudes
0: plus four. Twenty-one. Okay, so you will succeed against that. Okay, so go ahead and make me another fortitude right quick. Just to see if I roll higher on the next paralysis. Fourteen. Okay, so that passed. Make me another one for the bite. Six. Okay, so you will be paralyzed for five rounds. Okay. Adira, go ahead and make me a perception check.
1: That's a 15.
0: All right. So uh, you would notice up to your right, uh, or actually kind of behind you, but you would notice the sounds uh, being a bit strange as you turn and look. Uh, Kumiho is completely motionless, and this ghoul is just laying into him. And okay. He's not looking good. He's fucking bleeding. Okay. Uh, but the ghoul does not like step back down and hide this time. It does have a little bit of cover from you but uh, it, it's it's only partial so um, it is Kumiho's turn which he doesn't get to do anything. Could sweet feet do anything for me? Um, sweet feet is not really capable of getting up these walls. Sure. Um, I think at this point because the fire's dissipated uh, sweet feet'll go ahead and roll some sweet feet and until it ends' check. Sweetfeet will uh gallop past adira and be trying to find a way up to help him okay and
2: it's kind of looking like a skyrim horse right now
0: no uh, like uh it can see that like the thing is sloped so it's looking for a way up but it's not it's not a. Uh, it's not skyriming <laughs> not quite uh so it, it does go past the thing and like loops around to the right and it's looking for a ramp up. Okay. So then it is Wool two's turn. And why did I roll that?
3: Mm-hmm. Why did
0: I roll that at all? Um, <laughs> okay, so it's, it's going to come out and it's going to attack the water elemental that's sitting right there in front of it. Uh, that's a failure, but all of its attacks hit, I believe, so... Yeah, that
1: elemental's dead.
0: <laughs> uh, let's see. AC they don't be gotten is... much health. Let's see here. No, it, it missed both of its claws. So it hits with its teeth. So, so, um, so it takes six damage, uh, but it's still in the game. All right? So, now it is your turn and your elemental's turns.
1: Okay, so... From what I'm understanding, I'm not really gonna be able to, to, to get between Kumiho and this ghoul this
0: cool thing. No, it it's like um, 12 feet up and it's already on a precarious perch. Like, there's not enough space for that. So uh, Now that ghoul is hurt.
1: Yeah, I, I'll deal with him in just a minute. Um, the water elementals. I want them to, to to go in and set up to uh, be able to attack this thing. If they can get to it and attack, that's fine.
0: Alright. There's there's one down by you. There's one near the stack where, uh, where they are. There's one where the fires were, where Kumiho was. And then there's one up on the left. The one up on the left is not in a good position to get there. But the other two are in decent positions. So we're going to go with uh, do they have skill? I don't say skill. Okay, so they're going to be just making strength checks. So that will work. That will work. So uh, one of them will get up there and be unable to attack after you used both of its move actions, but the other one will get up there. It will provoke an attack of opportunity from goal one. Uh...
1: I just want this goal soaking wet.
0: <laughs> All right, thirteen. plus three. Uh, it will miss, and so the elemental will. The elemental's going to tag. I, I I want this 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 ghoul dripping with water. All right, that is a hit uh, for not a lot of damage, but it's something. Uh, the ghoul is a little more hurt than it was, mm-hmm. and the and now, the other one is up there. Be-
1: No, I'm going to hit it with electricity.
0: Okay, so go ahead and roll.
1: So that's a 16 against touch.
0: Uh, That will hit its touch. And I'll say uh, go ahead and roll an extra d4. 18 damage. So ghoul one just kind of like falls over and it falls straight up like off of the thing and just crumbles to the ground down down to the ground floor. Kumiho is still just standing there like, ah! Mm-hmm.
2: Just panic is in his uh, face. He's not accustomed to being uh, so helpless.
0: It's the ghast's turn. And the mm-hmm. ghast is going to uh, seeing that it's, its ally is down. Um, it pulls out a potion and it drinks it and it vanishes oh dear uh and go ahead and make me uh perception adira
1: um probably not nine
0: okay uh so the thing vanishes and you don't have no idea where it went uh is now host turn and tick one off of that
2: physically i'm paralyzed could i still do um mental actions
0: you can still do mental actions, yes.
2: Okay, is detect evil a mental action? Uh it's an at will, so that's why
1: I asked. A, yeah, for a paladin I think it is.
0: Uh let me let me check because yep. if it's a supernatural, then yes. If it's a, a class one, feature, no, class feature. Yeah, it, it's a class feature, but hold on. Okay. Uh, sure. Paladin, nothing. Yes, yes, you can because that spell-like abilities are Uh, spells without components so yes you can cool Uh,
2: since I'm going to be paralyzed for three more rounds uh, that's perfect because then I'll have uh, the keenest idea of where it's at so I will uh, use I guess I'm not going to say cast I will use at will detect evil Uh, concentrate on a single individual within 60 feet and determine if it's evil learning the strength of its evil
0: uh, get, go ahead and just roll me and Miss. Are you are you trying to get the ghast?
2: Yes. Yeah. Did, well. All okay. Right. First of all, did I see it go invisible? Am I facing away? That uh, would have seen that.
0: Make me a perception because it might have been out of the corner of your eye. Cool. Yeah. I just realized. Yeah. I should make sure that's. Dun, 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 the
2: perception plus two. Wow.
0: Oh, 19 Okay. So I'll say yeah. You saw that. Um, go ahead and make me a miss chance. Uh, that's going to be uh, 50 and lower you you don't you don't uh, target it properly and 51 and higher you do 99 All right, so you are able to detect that it is indeed evil. Okay uh, It is a relatively weak aura Hmm um, uh, and it is moving away uh and by the end of uh by the end of the turn it will have uh gone beyond 60 feet okay
3: oh, so. yeah. all
0: right so uh that is your turn sweet feet uh it's gonna have to make a, a little bit of a climb check not a huge one that's good enough. Uh so Sweetfeet gets up there by you and is like like uh toothing at the corner of your shirt as you are unmoving. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like kinda of like tugging but not really like doing much else. hmm Does not stomp on the bag full of explosive vials. Okay. You saw you saw through my plan, okay. Stomp on this and kill us all.
2: No, I was um, gonna. I was good. It's gonna be gone by the time it happens, but uh, I was going. Actually, I'll save what I was gonna do because I may still be able to pull it off.
0: Okay, um, and with that, it is Ghoul 2's turn. Ghoul 2 is all by its onesie now, and it doesn't have the bag of explosives, so it's just going to run away. Um, this. Uh, well you weren't prepared. So this will provoke from the one water elemental uh, which will miss uh, because of course it does. Uh, Are you going to attempt to pursue uh, these running ghouls? I'm not going to pursue them myself
1: but I'm going to dismiss the water elementals and call forth the psychopomp to deal with their asses,
0: okay. And I think you can only we all do this currently, yeah. All
1: right. We all know how Farasman, and her psychopomps feel about Undead. Like, I'm just gonna call him and be like, Look, Undead, you should, you might, should deal with that,
0: <laughs> okay? So, you summon the Nosoi, uh, another round ticks down for uh, Kumiho. The other one that you hit earlier is obviously done. It's not getting back up. Uh, and uh, the Nosoi flies off uh, in search of those undead.
2: Is, a, is there a physical description you have of the Nosoi? Because I'm not familiar. And I don't know if you've done them in previous episodes, but I was curious what they look like.
0: <laughs> um, They kind of look like a, a, a slightly... Uh, they look like a raven with a plague doctor's mask. But four um, wings instead of two. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, perched awkwardly, the strange songbird stares with a glint of intellect in its empty eyes. A stylish plaster mask conceals its face. With two pairs of wings that ruffle over its body's somber shades that is the official description. Okay, cool. They are a CR two psychopomp. They're they're plague doctor mask birds that hate undead. And are mostly scribes and messengers, but she's sticking one of them on the undead anyway. They can sing a song that affects undead, even though they're normally immune to such things as well.
1: Right. But it's the only psychopomp I can summon. Yeah. And adira knows psychopomps pretty well. Right. And so while she may not know exactly what these undead creatures are, she's figured out they're undead. Psychopomp to the rescue. Hmm.
0: So the psychopomp flies off after them. This is going to be the end of combat because uh, they are just running and the psychopomp will certainly catch them because it flies. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, whether it beats them or not is another story, but let's not bog things down with that.
1: Well, Adira can't heal shit, can't do nothing about paralysis, so she's just going to sit and wait <laughs> for it to wear off. Shit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, I only had uh, two more rounds, so after 12 seconds, uh, the feeling starts to return to my extremities. I, my, my oh, you whisper. had the
0: feeling this fucking hurts.
2: Oh, <laughs> like, that's right. uh, not that kind of paralyzed. My bad. Okay, so yeah, uh, my fingers start twitching. I'm able to uh, I get movement back, and I just <laughs> I just curl up in a ball. Uh, how hurt are you? Um, actually, let me do that. Um, that hurt like hell. Are you wounded, Adira? I'm pretty good okay so yeah I'm gonna uh, lay on hands myself
0: okay okay so uh the perch o- upon which you stand is rather sodden at this point from the water elementals but uh mm-hmm. otherwise stable enough to support your weight uh there is the bag full of uh bombs effectively yes. that are yep. before you yep uh, oh, you know what?
2: Before, yeah, before I lay on hands, I guess uh, he, uh, Kumiho sees the bag and uh, will look through it since Adira, instead of looting, she decided to just watch me stand there. <laughs> <awkwardly>.
1: <laughs> you will come to realize, and if we've had little skirmishes on the way here, you probably already realize that unless Adira actually needs something, she doesn't bother.
2: Gotcha. So <laughs> Kumiho will uh, lean down and Start digging through the bag. Uh,
0: go ahead and if you don't have craft alchemy, just go ahead and give me an intelligence check or an oh, appraise if you have that. No. Oh, do I have
2: appraise? I didn't. You'd think I would yeah, worship I, the
1: I appraise if, if you want to ask Adira if she knows what they are.
2: Uh, yeah, with that five, uh, for intelligence check, you'll look at this like it's all Greek to me. Adira, do you recognize any of these ointments? Greek fire. That was the joke, Sean. Thank you. No, that was good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, off I, have, the I have the pray I have praise. Um and isn't there one of my unlocks that lets me find out stuff about objects if I study them?
0: Uh object reading, yeah. Uh which I think is appraise.
1: Yeah, it goes off my appraise, but I get an extra plus two if I'm using object reading.
0: Right. Um, which, I mean, like, you, you wouldn't imagine that these are anything really special. Right. They're, well, She they're would, she, she would, she would just do items.
1: it, look at them normally first, but if there's one that gives her problems or something, she has that option.
0: Okay. Uh, okay. go ahead and make me so, appraisal.
1: That would be an 18.
0: <laughs> okay. So the, these are a variety of common alchemical items. Uh, there are, uh, here, I'll type it in. There are four four alchemist fire three acid flasks uh a bottle of liquid ice oh and uh a smoke stick cool
2: I'm just gonna rename this uh satchel of potions my sabuk sack
0: <laughs>
2: you, had you know I mean?
1: yeah you can type them in for Don or you can just type them directly in his inventory is what I was saying Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, going to put him in his inventory
2: I just realized I was a hideous bastard wasn't I
3: yes
0: you were
2: god damn it okay Uh, okay
0: we'll we'll call it our Annie sack that's better Uh, uh, and we'll go ahead and put that in the backpack for now and items alchemist fire and you have oh do you already have alchemist fire uh,
2: you know, I think I did grab one. Was
0: yeah, Alchemist Fire
2: Flask. It's underneath my Kiko
0: armor. Oh, okay. It, it just put it somewhere I wasn't expecting to look. Okay. Gotcha. That, that's why. I forgot
2: I had that. Uh, so no, yeah. I, I
0: added it and it didn't go to the bottom, so I was like, where did it go?
2: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, my. my the tactic was going to be. Was, um,. I have a spell that uh makes it to where I don't provoke attacks of opportunity for movement, get out of the way and just blast that bag and that uh ghoul with uh my fire my cone of fire breath. Next time.
1: <clears throat> Water elemental plus electricity damage works pretty well, I seems
2: that was amazing. Yeah, that was that's good. And good old sweet feet over there, just nibbling up my armor.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's, to, he's like, you're being weird. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm.
2: Gl- I'm glad I don't have to speak with animals. <laughs> Sweetfeet's probably quite annoyed. Just in general.
1: I'm glad you don't have it too, because uh, in the other party, Leaf has it, and that damn cat just runs around being rude.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: okay. So you got your Annie sack.
2: Yep, my Annie sack.
0: Well, it would seem that Annie is not okay, as Annie is laying at the, uh, this Annie is laying at the bottom <laughs> of the pile of rubble, uh, with a elect- uh Lichtenstein or is it Lichtenberg patterns all over its body.
2: I think it is Lichtenberg,
0: the uh, the fucking lightning pattern. Yep. That thing.
1: Lightning is her go-to. She only uses the other elements when she has reason to believe they might be more effective.
0: It is Lichtenberg. Okay, cool. Lichtenberg patterns all over its undead flesh. Or, sorry, I it's like re-dead flesh. Things.
2: Basically, it looks like Drax right now from Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: A <laughs> bit, okay, yeah. But skinnier and more pathetic. Because it, it was not a very strong creature. <laughs> it yeah. Fuck well, you I, up pretty pathetic bad. Pathetic creatures
1: shouldn't pick a fight with me. <laughs>
0: Ghouls and ghasts, as much as they love eating, you know, rotten corpses, they like to, uh, they actually like to kill people and take their bodies and ferment them specially for consumption. They like to, to do a nice controlled rot. Mm. On they, should, they should
1: pick on, on people that they have a, a chance
0: against. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, was there any loot on that, uh, ghoul's body? Anything? Uh, there, there's a there's a dagger on it, but you've got most of the loot from the any bag. Gotcha.
1: So once uh, Kumiho's had time to heal himself up.
2: Oh yeah, I need to uh, roll for that. Don't. Oh, well, let me see what uh, healing potions I have. Not. I don't have a single one. Okay. Um. You didn't buy any, homie. Yeah, I guess I. Yeah, I guess not. Well, I had so much healing at my disposal, so let me yeah. see. Uh, I've used one spell. Maybe I'll just use a cure light, because that'll be in a...
0: You, you yeah. used one lay on hands already? No, no, uh, I did not. That's what I he was- saying. Oh, He's going
1: to use cure light instead and save his lay on hands in case he like needs them in battle or something.
2: Yeah. Okay. Oh. And I get, oh, only two level one spells a day. Well, I only get two lay on hands, so I guess... Let me see where I'm at. Huh. Uh, is there a way I can add this to my health? You don't you don't
0: have it prepared, homeboy.
2: Oh, I don't? Oh, that's right. Okay, so I will use my lay on hands. That's right. I forgot I have to prepare spells and shit. I'm not used to paladin
0: Abadar's Truth-Telling and Stunning Shield or Stunning Barrier. How do you
1: only have two lay on hands?
0: No, you have five. Uh, You have five. Oh no, I have two. Sorry, I
2: have two smites a day. My bad.
1: Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. So how? How how do you (laughs) you only have two lay on hands, dude?
0: No. Yeah, and your lay on hands, deal two d six healing. Okay, so,
2: so yeah, twelve. Okay, I'm I'm doing. I'm sitting pretty good now. Uh, That was, that was miserable. You you were spectacular as always. Those elementals with that electricity, inspiring.
1: Stand still and I'll draw you off.
2: And he'll put his arms up.
1: (laughs) Prestidigitation. Okay. However you say that word.
0: However you want to uh, say that word.
1: It's the most wonderful spell, but I can't pronounce it.
0: Prestidigitation.
1: Yeah, my mouth doesn't say that word.
0: Now your clothes and armor are still uh, a bit bit, uh, damaged. I can fix that Not in a meaningful way. Yeah, but that takes a little bit of time.
1: I'm going to fix that, too.
0: Okay, so you're stopping for a good 10, ten minutes to an hour to mend his armor and clothes?
1: I'll mend him up.
0: So y'all y'all setting up camp, like, right, right here?
2: Uh, no, maybe somewhere less exposed. Uh, you were looking for a man.
1: Yeah, let's go to Clint's place, and we can sleep there if we need to.
0: So you continue on. When you do pass through into the uh, into the, into the Uh, crossroad where uh, they had fled from uh, to ambush you, Uh, you do see several corpses that look like they had been fed upon. Uh, Of course, Kumiho, uh, you've been blissfully ignorant of all the death that you had been passing up to this point, Uh, but certainly you can see now that there are bodies scattered around, some sticking out from under rubble and whatnot, and others more exposed. They look like they've been rotting, uh, fed upon by carrion, both natural and unnatural. Uh, and their belongings also, of course, have been picked clean, likely by the very ghouls or other denizens of this place. hmm You
2: said you were here before, Adira. This, was this what it was like before?
1: I mean, once the ring broken... Everything got smashed to hell. There weren't really any ghouls, but there was a lot of deaths. So I don't suppose it's surprising.
0: And it would be common knowledge that uh, corpses draw such carrion undead as ghouls and gas. Mm-hmm. So that that certainly makes sense to you, Kumiho. Okay.
2: He'll just shake his head and uh, continue on. Then, just uh, not not shake his head. Hang his hang his head low for all the the innocents lost.
0: So you make your way on a little bit further, uh, and maybe about 20 minutes of navigating the streets uh, longer, uh, you will find a way out of the maze-like streets of rubble and destruction of starlight into the relatively, or comparatively untouched area that was... Uh, the section of city around the museum, uh, and you. If I remember see, correctly,
1: Clint's building only had a little bit of damage to it.
0: Uh, there was a good chunk of the front and top that had been taken out, but it wasn't like massive damage. There weren't like other right. buildings that crumpled into it and stuff. It it had taken a direct hit, but it was like a clipping one. At right. that, so yeah, the building still stands. Uh, obvious damage across its front. The monument that Brock and Leaf had put together remains uh, untouched. Uh, go ahead and make me a perception check, just, uh, just a deer.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: A sixteen. All right. So when you're coming up, you do notice that there is a cart that was not here last time, left near the museum.
1: All right. Um, She'll so check the cart out first.
0: Uh, I- it, it is Clint's cart.
1: Uh, this is, like, the, the door, side door that at it, the little, I don't know, yard thing that we kept using, is it locked, unlocked?
0: Uh, it's locked. Y'all n- never really used it after that point of unloading. Okay.
1: So then I guess we'll go in through the front.
0: Which is easy, because there's a big gaping hole. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and make me an intelligence check, Adira. A 20. Um, you would notice that some things are different. Uh, a lot of things are missing. Uh, not, not things that you feel like would be unuseful. So it looks like looters have been here at the very least.
1: Yeah, she's gonna go check his private rooms.
0: Okay, so you go to check his office and the reliquary um kumijo this is your first time here this is obviously some sort of museum there are many artifacts scattered about but just as many cases broken open and empty uh you seem to find a lack of anything that you would consider like useful around uh just a whole lot of uh historical stuff that would equate to junk uh, if in a survival setting
2: okay um walking around is there is there is there a theme to this museum's um, inventory or is it just like a general museum
0: uh definitely historical uh, but it does have various things uh, I feel like you all are just in the main hall right now which yeah. is kind of divided into three primary portions, uh, which seem to denote uh, historical objects from various regions.
2: Okay. Uh, Kumiho would like to go to the uh, dinosaur exhibit. Uh,
0: so you're looking around for, like, a natural history area, and you actually do find one. Uh, so you split off from Madeira. Uh and we'll go back to Adira. Adira, you arrive at the office in the back of the main section, right? Uh, and the the room is bare. Uh, it barring furniture, like all
1: the all the books are gone.
0: Yeah, all the books are gone. Uh, any any small knickknacks and whatnot that were around are gone. It, it's it's picked pretty bare.
1: Okay, so I take it the letter she left on the desk is gone as well? It is. And uh, there's no reply left,
0: for what
1: I'm understanding.
0: You see... Uh, go ahead and make me a perception, actually. A 19. Okay, so you would see in the table uh, there is a... Um, there is something carved into it. Uh and it kind of makes you feel uneasy to see such a glyph, but you also understand its meaning. Uh this is a demonic glyph that you had seen before while in Abaddon. Uh and it's 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 a pretty simple, it's it's crudely done, but it means uh beneath
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, and she knows that Clint knows she speaks abyssal and uh, fuck the other one infernal. There yeah. we go. So, and Terexis did tell her he would be below the city. Uh. So yeah, like
0: the table is very large and not easy to loot. So.
1: Right. So I think uh, just to be safe in case uh, like maybe he returns for any reason or whatnot. Uh, she's going to try to scratch a little message into the table that says, I'm here coming for you. You'll oh. know what it means.
2: No, just I'm just imagining this desk with carved into the wood, I'm coming for you. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, but she's going to do it in the same like abyssal style writing.
0: Okay, so or okay, so demonic glyphs are a little more unique. Uh, they're a way for daemons to speak, where uh, to to write without giving too much information away to those who do not right. understand. Right, and, and
1: she, underst- she understands that, and that's why he used it, and that's the reason she's replying the same way.
0: Okay, so you're gonna use, you're gonna deliver more or less that message with daemonic glyphs. Yes, can can do. Yes, your understanding of the glyphs is relatively limited, but I think you could get that through. Okay
1: well I can make a
0: linguistics check if you need me to. Uh, yeah, sure to increase the clarity go ahead and make a linguistics because I'd be having ranks in that <laughs> The deer is so smart compared to my
1: other characters. So that's a 25.
0: All wow. right so yeah you're able to uh you're able to make your uh, intents clear uh, to the best of your knowledge through these cliffs. Awesome.
1: And then uh, she'll go back down and find uh, Kumiho.
0: Uh, so Kumiho, you wander into like the right side of the museum and uh, when you enter the room, uh, you see that this area is more or less intact uh, and hasn't been too horribly looted. There are a few cases broken open in which things are missing, but for the most part, uh, there's a large uh, skeleton of a dragon that appears to be Uh, Quite intact, uh, that is like suspended from the ceiling, Hmm. and uh, there are various other uh, natural history specimens scattered about. Uh, It does look like the uh, dragon has had a few fangs removed, however.
2: Oh, um, would is there a check I can make or a roll I could do to? uh, Is there any? Benefit to be gained by harvesting such things. kumiho's not like a scavenger type, but he is curious. Um, what um, what good of dragon things would do? You
0: have one rank in local and that's it. Uh, go ahead and make me a. Hmm.
2: If I don't have anything, that's fine. It could just be a mystery. I was just Don uh, is also curious.
0: Uh, So local covers uh, rumors and stuff, too. So go ahead and make me a knowledge local check. 19. All right. So uh, you've heard tale uh, wives, tale or truth. You don't know that uh, that dragon's bones are harder than uh, than like normal bones. And that uh, so there are some brave uh, and some would say foolish individuals who hunt dragons for their bones and for need of crafting. Gotcha.
2: Okay. Um, he'll just kind of wander around. He 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 knows that uh, this is... Uh, Adira's been here, so this is not her town, of course, but um, just kind of taking in all the destruction and seeing uh, civilization basically being brought to its knees, and it's just breaking his heart to see... Uh, the, the, the ruin of everything, and it's just... When he was traveling, it was kind of nice, you know, nice uh, horse ride, camping with a new friend, learning things about her and having conversations, but being confronted with uh, the reality of all that's gone down again, seeing it in front of him, he's just crestfallen and walking around this empty museum
0: wing. So I, I don't feel like it would be difficult to find him, Adira. Adira. Uh, as he doesn't have dark vision, uh, I assume he carries some little level of light around with him so that he can see inside the building. I believe I have an ion, ion torch. I own torch. So, yeah, there would yes. be light following him around. So, like, uh, you, can, you can make do outside because of the moon, but uh, indoors you need something.
1: So it looks like he's been back. Um, and it says Taraxas told me, he's somewhere under the city. So I would suggest we get some rest for the night and then tomorrow start looking for, like, sewer entrances and such.
2: Do you think this museum is safe for us to hold ourselves up in?
1: Oh, I, I don't know. that Any place in the city is really safe, but as long as we're in the house, we're good, right?
2: Of course, yes. Just maybe I don't want to set it up in here tonight. I don't want to be knowing I'm surrounded by such misery.
1: I can understand that. But uh, if nothing else, I think we can stay in the office with your help. Uh, The two of us should be strong enough to shift the table in front of the door.
0: That sounds lovely. All right, so yes, between the two of you, uh, you would be able to lift uh, that table. which uh fun new thing i learned is when you're dragging things you can only move five feet uh per movement um when you're at drag weight anyway um i didn't know that before
1: like uh adira is not a weightlifter or anything but she's got a decent strength so yeah she's
2: a fox boy so uh
1: Oh no, he's got a plus
2: three to strength. Never mind, he's he's all right. He does okay. Oh,
1: Shuah's sure, better than I am. Yeah, he does. He doesn't skip leg day. So I'm traveling. I'm I'm traveling with a ripped fox.
0: Yeah. As, so you're the brains, and he's the brawn and grace. <laughs> happy I have to. You're both pretty characters.
1: Hey, it doesn't matter. Every time Adira does anything, this man tells her she's wonderful. <laughs> like she's all down for this.
0: So uh y'all are able to bar the door with relative ease. Uh it just takes a minute. And uh so it the the office is kind of it's I don't know how better to describe it than landlocked away from the outer wall. So there's no windows in here. So without the iron torch it is utterly pitch black in this room. Okay. Uh which does not bother Adira at all. She can see in the dark. But if if you have well, a if with complete his darkness. Ion,
1: if his ion torch isn't putting off enough light for him, Adira has uh, dancing
0: lights. Oh, the ion torch is plenty bright, but it also might be a little intense for resting. And yeah, like, ion. you could probably put it behind the table and it'll just be like a less intense. I
2: have one. a faithful lantern, and I'm looking yes. to see yes. what that yes. does as well. Um,
1: I can tell you what that does. It's her okay. favorite item.
2: It oh, okay is. i, love I think I, I think i took it because you were you were so animated about it
1: so <laughs> go ahead when you set it up it it like shades the light so that it's like a camp you can camp and go to sleep mm-hmm. but if any creatures or anything approach the camp when they get within like i think it's a 30 foot radius it shines a spotlight on them and sounds an alarm
2: yep 30 foot radius yep it can stand guard for eight hours. So yeah, I think um, uh, he'll he'll pull uh, it was on the saddlebag of Sweetfoot. So he'll uh, he'll uh, scamper back out uh un- Hmm. You know, what? Yeah, he's going to bring
1: you should bring Sweetfoot in as far as the museum as you can. Yeah, because we got goals running loose out yep, there.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. He'll uh, lead Sweetfoot in and uh, as they're walking through, he's going to unhook the faithful lantern and uh, look it over and uh, get ready to set it up outside the uh, office. Wait, do we get notified if inside? Yeah, we can see out of it. They can't see. No, no. We can't see out of it.
0: Right. It, it's it's a box. Yeah. Now, I believe that the alarm Is function mental. of it. Yeah, it, it's mental and it will go through thin barriers. So,
1: so if you set it up outside the wall, something comes towards or mm-hmm. door it'll still wake you up. Yep,
0: that's a, yeah, that's exactly
2: what I'll do then. Yeah, I'm seeing it here. as the alarm spell only by creatures that are smaller or larger cannot see invisible creatures. Um okay. So yeah, I will set that up outside the office. Uh lead um sweetfoot into the house. The uh, the King's vault. Okay. All right.
0: <laughs> okay. So you're you're opening the King's vault inside the office. Is what you're yes. Trying? Yeah. Okay. So uh just as a note, in order for it to, uh, to notify you, you are going to have to leave the door open.
3: Hmm.
1: I think that's okay, though, because, yeah. like, like, this, this, there's there's so much, they gotta go through so much to get to us.
2: Yes. Yep. And, uh, I'll have Sweetfoot, uh, sleep in the main chamber, so <laughs> if, uh, if they do get through, that's another line of defense, uh, the, the The braying of a scared horse will do wonders to uh, wake us up, too. So I have uh, two alarms set.
1: I I can put the Queen's Guard on watch as well.
2: Uh, Will that expend any of your resources? I think we're good, but if you... No, it
1: doesn't cost me anything to summon. All
0: right, uh, go ahead and roll your die, or are you just going to take time until you get it maxed? Uh,
1: I'll just max it. I don't even know what my max is at this point.
0: Uh, Four, uh, because I think you're at three. So it goes 1d3 for the level below, 1d4 for the level below that, and every level below that it's 1d4 plus 1.
1: So
2: yeah. And
0: I think the +1 goes up by every level beyond that.
1: So like her queen's guard just so you know Don. Mhm. They're bloody skeletons. They're kind of gross looking. Oh. But they uh they wear like the the insignia of the original queen adeer.
2: Wow, okay. And are these um actual skeletons from those actual guards or are these just magical manifestations of that
1: uh they're they're manifestations uh in a way all of her summons are kind of I guess
2: yeah all okay that makes sense okay and uh so this will probably be the first time kumiho's seen this and he'll he'll look and you have an undead collection of followers they these undead train that comes that follows along with you they are they battle worthy?
1: They're they're uh, effective as fodder for the most part. They're they're not extremely strong, um, not able to withstand like really hard blows. But uh, they get back up. So.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I think this may be the the safest place in a very long distance or in a in a very large area. I think this. This'll be a good night to rest. And uh, the sigil I'm not familiar with.
1: Um, which uh basically I did I did some looking into this. Uh probably with the royal family, uh they use the Eye of Horus as their their symbol on their things. So if in case you want to know what that what, what it looks like.
2: Oh yeah, I know the Eye of Horus very well. But, uh, uh.
1: She'd be like, uh yeah, uh the original queen's family symbol,
2: and uh, maybe uh, tonight uh, Kumiho will uh, ask questions about the family and that because he's not familiar with that. He's not like a learned scholar of lineages and all that, but seeing that he is interested and he has been about her past and stuff along the way, so I think tonight's um,
1: oh yeah, and she's
2: dinner conversation. She's
1: a very very open person about mm-hmm. it, so like you'd get the whole story. Which, if anybody hasn't heard the whole story yet, they can go listen to those episodes because we had some really cool guests in there.
0: <laughs> those would be the Taraxus Tales, Adira's Fate, Part 1 and 2.
2: And that was totally intentional. Those are uh, very great <laughs> episodes to listen to. Um, so yeah, that's... Uh, not, I'm not trying to like speed things along or wrap things up, but I think that's how he's going to spend his night asking Adira about the family and... Uh, the, the queen and the queen's guard and this, this culture that uses this sigil and learn more about that side of her. He's going to find out
1: exactly how old Adira is.
2: <laughs> and, uh, and it, a part of it is also to, um, distance himself from the current state of affairs. This is kind of like, uh, this is, this is him turning on, uh, another rewatch of the office or parks and rec. He's just hearing about this ancient family and these, uh, These different times and all that, he can just kind of get lost in the tale of Adira. Hi there, my name's Don. I'm a proud patron of this podcast you just listened to. I'd like to take a moment to talk about some of the projects that I work on. When I'm not listening to Tracy, Sean, and the rest of the gang tell wonderful stories using the Pathfinder rules, I like to make podcasts of my own. I'm the GM in the Starfinder Homebrew Adventure Hexgrid Heroes, on the other side of the GM screen, I play Corey in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting. And for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com.
0: Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian. I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at ActionForge.
2: Good day. This is Dick Horney, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress, a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler,
0: cowboy motherfucker with six shooter. I ain't never moved cattle in my life. I am a gambler, a Native American. He
2: he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular in a Detroit teenager.
0: OK, so we're rolling into elves, aliens and troll dolls. Through discovery of new
2: magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. Visit Eldritch Dream and Duster's podcast on Twitter
3: for details. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here, you're from uh, another galaxy. Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever gonna get used to saying that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector Eight,
0: let's make some. <laughs>
3: Their inevitable downfall.
0: Fuck you and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back.
3: Now, twenty years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited.
0: James, what are you doing here?
3: We're an entire motherfucking galaxy, and you show up on this place in a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning, and uh, what the I kind of had Travis. To, I understand. Why but, uh, the fuck do you have a guitar? <laughs> 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 lcp D&D presents odyssey a musical actual play adventure set in space using the savage world system listen in by searching for lcp D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com
0: welcome forsaken travelers do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere do you like bad scary movies cult
1: classics and more the crow beetlejuice frankenstein what about dad jokes we have those too tune in to the podcast for the untimely dead every other sunday on
0: your favorite podcast app we'll see you there If you would like to become a patron, check us out on patreon.com forward slash eldritchdream. Also, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. You can also find us in the Hive, that's our Discord, link in the description below. You can also find a link to our merch on sonerdware.com. And find us on Twitter, at Eldritchdream, at Aeternap, and at Dustress Podcast. And until next time, everybody... May the Elder Gods
3: hunt your dreams.